Welcome everybody, I'm Keith Ferrante. This is the Emerging Profit Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here where I hope to see you go to the next level as an emerging prophet, as a healthy prophet, as someone that wants to bring the kingdom of God to this earth with power. Join me, let's listen in and hear what God has to say today. God bless you. Yo, 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 Keith Ferrante here with Emerging Prophets coming to you today live from my apartment in this season. How's everybody doing? I'm enjoying Huntington Beach right now. I hope you're enjoying your life wherever you're at. It is an amazing day to be alive, guys. Come on. Woo. I want to talk to you today about something and uh, that that I feel is 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 a value for today's profits that I would highly suggest you take some some uh, thought around and you and you think through this that that one of the things that makes up a healthy new covenant prophet is in, in today's day I mean every every generation has a different values that are needed different values that are required like a gauntlet that God has you to go through before he's gonna release you into the office of the prophet but one of the things I found today is that, uh, a vast majority of the prophets that are coming on the scenes today as new common prophets, old or young, carry a spirit of entrepreneurship. And I know I want to I want to I want to just 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 provoke you to to recognize that prophets, new covenant prophets, have are, are supposed to have an understanding around finances. That's not just like an Elijah model. The Elijah model was, hey, go to the the you know the brook. I'm going to supernaturally feed you from heaven or go to the widow and she'll provide for you. And that's kind of a donation-based, offering-based, checks and surprises, gifts, you know, checks in the mail, like way of doing things. Now, I, I'm thankful for the donations and, and, and you know, if you're built, build some of your prophetic ministry around that, that's great. But I want, I want you to think about another, another way of looking at some, of some things here. You look at prophets like uh, Barnabas, who was a New Covenant prophet apostle. And before he was an apostle, I believe he was a prophet. Uh, Acts chapter, I believe it's 13, says there were prophets and teachers in Antioch. And Barnabas was one of those. Barnabas and Paul were both one of those. And then the Lord said, set them apart for the work of the ministry. And they became apostles. So there was a prophet apostle and a teaching apostle. And Barnabas, though, was, was an entrepreneur he was a prophet. He was an entrepreneur. He had some land. He sold his land. He laid it at the apostles' feet. He had provision. He had finance. He was he um, he had an entrepreneur spirit on him, and he had a prophetic spirit on him. And if you look at uh, just, just studying in in history, uh, li- uh, listening to another prophet that uh, had done some study and and had some Jewish scribes that had done some research, they said even in the Old Testament that the schools of prophets that Elisha had and these guys were required to be entrepreneurs, according to the Jewish scribes, that they were required to be entrepreneurs before they could be in the school of the prophets. And I thought that was interesting as well. So you begin to look through scripture and you see entrepreneurship in different prophets. Now, I'm not saying every every prophet's the same, but what is entrepreneurship? It doesn't mean it all looks the same. It doesn't mean like everyone works in, you know, as a marketer. It doesn't mean that everyone works as, you know, over in an um, in a tent making kind of occupation. No. It, 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 but it does mean people have a mindset of entrepreneurship in whatever occupation. If you're overtly 
like in the church world that you carry an entrepreneur spirit, you know how to multiply. You know how to think multiplication, not just getting offerings. You know how to multiply. Whatever you get, you multiply. That to me is a part of spirit of entrepreneurship. There's other things as well. But I want you to look back in Genesis chapter 22 in verses 14. It says, Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. This is when Abraham has to offer his son Isaac on the altar. And right before he does it, the Lord says, no, don't do it. Pull the knife back, Abraham. Look over in, in the in the thicket, and there's a ram in the thicket. And, and, and then Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide, or Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And to this day, it says on it, it said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. That's Genesis 22, verses 14. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Or another, another translation says, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be seen. And this is where we see the seer grace and the provision. Provision, Jehovah Jireh, provider. And seer grace, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be seen. It takes a prophet to see the provision. It takes the seer grace to see the provision. It takes Abraham, who was a prophet, who was also a very wealthy entrepreneur, to look and see the provision. There's the ram. Of course, we know that God is ultimately our provider. Deuteronomy 8.18, it's the Lord who gives us the power to create wealth and so confirms his covenant with us. Like Provision comes from the Lord. Entrepreneurship comes from the Lord. Uh, wealth comes from the Lord. Uh, abundance, multiplication comes from the Lord. But we have to we have to embrace that and step into it. And me being a third generation pastor, I thought the only way I'd receive provision was through offerings, donations, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises. And God provided for me in that season like that. I was It's like the desert, like manna does fall from heaven. So I would get checks, random things God would put on people's hearts. And I was thankful for those. But it was always a difficult season because there was the difficulty between one check and the next. It wasn't always like I lived in abundance. It was like I lived in just the enough. When you're in the desert, you're living in just the enough. You're learning to you know, value God's provision for your life every day. And you're learning to trust him daily. But there's a different season. It's the season of the promise land. It's kind of like uh, Paul who said, I've learned whatever season I am, whatever place I'm in to be content with little or with much. Like the season of little, and then there's a season of much. The Lord told me this a few years ago. He says, Keith, because you've been trusted in the season of little, now I can trust you with the season of much. So there are two different seasons, I believe, in provision. And most of us have lived in just the season of little. And God wants us to learn to become accustomed to the season of much. How are we going to affect the world if we don't know how to multiply? Like Joseph, who's a prophet, everything he touched multiplied. He stewarded someone else's stuff and multiplied. And then... He always stewarded other people's stuff, whether it was his father's house, whether it was Potiphar's, whether it was the prison, whether it was you know, Pharaoh, everywhere he went, there was a multiplying grace. And some of you as prophetic people are called to have a grace to multiply. But you have to really embrace it. You have to really embrace that this is a grace for you, that this is a valid grace, this is a kingdom grace. And for so often we disconnect the prophetic grace and the prophets from provision. And it just is really a lie from the enemy because prophets oftentimes dealt with the provision in the Bible. Look at Elijah. Elijah went to the widow. Hey, we're, here's, the, here's the provision. Give me some bread. And God says, you know, your, 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 your flour and your whatever oil would never dry up or whatever it was. Same with Elisha. Hey, widow, here's the strategy. What do you have? Here, okay, a little oil. Go take it. Get some jars. Pay off your debts. Pour the oil into the jars. Pay off your debts and live off of it. 
I mean, look, I mean, it worked with the widows. And then what happened? Elisha went to the kings and they were in a famine. And Elisha says, hear the word of the Lord. Tomorrow, there's going to be abundance, basically. Tomorrow, there's going to be bread. There's going to be food. They were, in, they were in this long season of lack. Same thing with Elijah. He prayed and the Lord brought rain again. And what happened to that? That brought abundance in the land again. Prophets deal with abundance and finance whether it's with widows, one or one, helping people at the bottom or helping people at the top. So we need to begin to embrace that prophets deal with the finances and stop disconnecting those two things from being a new covenant prophet. Guys, if you look at Barnabas and Paul, as they traveled, they came and they oftentimes they provided for themselves. And there was times that they got money from different churches for projects. And they sent, they carried the money to prepare for projects, to prepare for famine, to prepare to take care of other people. And, and, and they, they dealt with finances. But for so long, our only model is a very churchy model, like donations, offerings, putting it in the bucket. And I know that's one model, but guys, we're limiting ourselves from so, so much. There's such a freedom when you carry an entrepreneur spirit. When you carry an entrepreneur spirit, you're no longer dependent on people. You're no longer groveling. You're no longer just trying to hope that you get an opportunity. Hope someone uh, you know, thinks about you. Hope someone sends you a check in the mail. Hope that God provides you. No, you begin to live with a very powerful, I mean, there's power to create wealth. Well, Deuteronomy is 8.18. When you, when you step into entrepreneurship, you become powerful. Joseph became the most powerful person in the world at that time because he understood how to he understood how to save, he understood how to multiply, he understood how to store, steward, administrate. He understood a lot of things. And guys, like I've had this journey of learning entrepreneurship as as a pastor and a prophet. And it was so foreign to me. And but guys, I realized if I could do it, anybody can do it. That's why I wrote my book Fivefold Entrepreneur. I mean, you should get that book. Fivefold Entrepreneur, it'll be a good book. It 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 helps us get an understanding of how both the church uh, way of provision and, uh, and and the entrepreneur way of provision are valid, but how do they begin? How do we get to build a bridge between them? How do we begin to catch some entrepreneur grace? How do we begin to think like marketers? How do we begin to think like people that understand our product is good? It's worth being talked about. It's worth being, you know, that there, there's a gift in Romans chapter 12, the gift of exhorter. And you look up that gift of exhorter, Romans 12, it says the gift, if you have the gift of prophecy, exhorter, mercy, teacher, leader, that, that passage. But the gift exhorter is, is to me, a, a marketer. The, I, I've seen different people that have that, that grace, uh, friends of mine, fathers, different ones. They carry an exhorter gift. And what does that mean? That One of the definitions for that word means to beg, to entreat. Like to beg. Like that's what marketers do. Oh man, they stay, they stayed low. They won't let go. They want to sell. They're not going to let go. It doesn't matter what they're selling. And sometimes we get a bad rap for marketers. Like, oh man, that's a cheap car salesman. They just, they, they, they sold me a bad car. I mean, I've had that happen before. Yes, there's bad models, but there's good models. There's bad profits, but there's good profits. There's bad marketers and there's good marketers. There's bad entrepreneurs and there's good ones. Let's not judge the gift according to the person that used the gift. Let's, let's not relegate it to the devil either. Let's step into this. And years ago when I was talking to the Lord about this, because I was so tired of my poverty and finances and the lack and just the way that that made me a beggar and, and a servant to leaders and influencers. And, and I always was groveling around entrepreneurs and pastors and trying to get a meeting and trying to hopefully get donations and trying to keep my heart pure. So it's like you can't look at the money, but you need the money. You can't look at the opportunity, but you need the opportunity to stay afloat. It's a very uh, hard line to... To, to to walk and it's like 
yeah, during during that time, it, it's it, it's I, I just begin to get so like done. I'm done, done, done with this way of doing things. I've got to begin to think like an entrepreneur. God, there's, there's got to be something here. And and I begin to pray these prayers with the Lord. I begin to dream with God on what we could do if we had provision, what we could do if we had like not just thousands, but millions of dollars. And and God started having conversations with me and like, how much money do you want to make, Keith? And I would say a certain number, a very humble number. He said, oh, too low. I mean, I started having this conversation where God kept raising the bar for me. And, and it wasn't just like, oh, Keith, it's all about money. No, it was like I could feel God trying to stretch my capacity, my understanding. It's like, oh, I would think about how much money it was that he was saying uh, that, I, that I told him. I said, you know, what about this much a month? And he said, too low. I said, well, well what about this much then? And, and, um, and as I kept on this journey... Of, of, you know, stretching and having that conversation with the Lord, I could tell it wasn't about the money. It was about, I had such a small wineskin. It is about the money, but it wasn't about the money. Like some people say, oh, it's all about the money, huh, Keith? I said, you know what? Look, let's give you a scripture verse. Ecclesiastes. Money is the answer to everything. Okay, think about that for a second, guys. But wisdom is a shelter as money is a shelter, Proverbs says. Like sometimes we spiritualize it. Well, brother, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes, of course. Do you love money? Or is money a vessel for kingdom advancement? Is it a vessel for your family to have a better life? Is it a vessel for you to actually have a better prophetic ministry because you can go where you're actually called to go instead of just going everywhere because you have to pay the bills? Think about it. You're less effective with less money. What if you could go to the precise places that you wanted to go, whether you got paid or not? It's like you have a passion. God gives you a word. He gives you a prophetic act. He gives you a message to give to a leader. And so you fly there on your own dollar because you don't need anyone's dollars. And you can go there, deliver the word, not have any strings attached. Don't got to dance around anybody. I started learning that. When I got around the entrepreneurs, I started paying my way to go to their conferences because I would minister in their conferences. And then if I didn't like the swirl and the, and the world and things that were not right, I would just say, hey, I'm out. I paid my way. I paid my hotel. I owe you nothing. You owe me nothing. I'm here because God told me to be here. It changes the game, guys. It actually makes you more powerful. You can listen to God better. It doesn't mean you can't do it when you have donations and when you go on honorariums and you go. But let me tell you something. You, you can do it, but you got to dance through a lot more hoops. And, and there's so much more. We're groveling at the bottom of the barrel when God has such a, just a rich well for us, but he wants us to think differently. Now, like I said, this isn't for everybody, probably. This is not for you. If this ain't for you, don't take this. But I'm just trying to provoke what I feel is one of the new covenant values that we need to begin to actually really embrace is that prophets, there should be prophets for profit instead of non-profit prophets. <laughs> P-R-O-F-I-T, non-profit prophets. Like for so long, it's always been nonprofit profits. It's like we always apologize for having anything. We apologize if we go on a vacation. We apologize if we have a nice house or a nice car. We apologize if we do anything for ourselves. Doesn't that sound a little bit funky? Doesn't that sound a little bit off? Well, brother, you'll only have none of this stuff in, in the sweet by and by. Well, of course, in the sweet by and by, you ain't going to need it. But you sure could use your family could use a nicer bed to sleep on, a nicer car to drive in that they don't got to wait till it's the, the tires pop and the, and the engine dry, you know, just burns up. And then you got to go to the, uh, you know, you got, you, you got to end up buying another car because you, you didn't ever repair your car because you had no money to repair your car because you're living 
from from week to week and you know check to check and donation to donation and and just barely making it in job whatever job you're in it's like come on there's got to be a different model guys it's it's not just a model guys it's a grace it's a grace i remember hearing someone say the one of the worst lies the enemy has ever perpetuated is that um that we should stay away from the money as believers i i heard someone say which i thought was really good it's not about whether you have money or not it's about whether money has you or not if money has you and you're like the, jesus said hey you guys love money no if you're a lover of money then no but guys i don't love money i like money i like having money i like being able to bless my kids and bless my wife and bless people and you know what the more money i've had the more i've stepped into a spirit of entrepreneurship let me tell you something i've been able to bless my family i've been able to give jobs to other people I've been able to train other prophets and apostles and leaders how to make money as well. So guys, it has not been like, oh, Keith's all about the money. Keith's all about the money. No, everyone around me has been blessed. I've, I've given millions of dollars. I've helped people make millions of dollars, guys. Don't, I mean, sometimes we think we just get so locked up and we get all, we get all like, we look at someone that has money and we just think, oh, they're, yeah. How, how, how many, just think about it, guys. Who's making the decisions in the world right now? It's the money people. It's the money, people. Money is driving the government. Money is driving uh, uh, who's being listened to online. Money is driving so many decisions. Legislation. Guys, don't you think we ought to get some money so we can actually be a part of shaping history instead of being always at the tail and not the head? Now, this this message, guys, is is a... Is a, is a you know, it's, 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 it's in the church world, it's, it's a hard one for people to take. People start judging you for it. I learned years ago, stop judging people for how they, you know, dealt with their dollars. I remember Rick Joyner saying that. Don't judge how people take offerings because it's going to limit your blessing. Don't judge how entrepreneurs make money. Don't judge how pastors make money. Don't judge how people run conferences. Don't judge how people do donations. Don't judge how different people. Don't judge. You don't know their heart. I remember people would, would judge this evangelist that came into our town and he would always take up his own offerings and he made the most money in the offerings that anyone ever made. He had a healing ministry. And, and, and I remember different pastors were complaining about how much money he made. And I remember he told me, he said, Keith, you know what? I run these $50,000 crusades over in, in, uh, in, in these other countries in the Middle East. And, 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 and I, mean, I mean, this is like volatile, like guns. You know, they got to have security guards to go over here and everything. It's like thousands of people get healed and saved in these crusades. But no one knows he's having to raise 50000 of his own dollars to go over there. They're just judging how much money he's making. I mean, guys, sometimes on the outside, we can look at how someone's doing it because we see other people doing the same thing. And maybe you've seen someone that did, you know, you know, took up money or made money a certain way. Like I said, do I judge all car salesmen because one bad car salesman that ripped me off? Do I judge one pastor, uh, uh, all pastors, because one pastor really did embezzle money? Do I judge like one entrepreneur because there's a bad entrepreneur, there's a bad marketer that took advantage, you know, had a Ponzi scheme, had something? Do I judge them because of, of a bad one? Do I judge all the rest? No, 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 no. You don't want to be judged, so don't judge. Come on, guys, this is our day. We got to get comfortable with money. God wants to entrust us with wealth. Guys, and wealth, what is wealth? It is a key to transitioning you to impact. Scripture says, you unless you have the spirit of entrepreneurship, you can't be, 
You can't be uh, you can't be a, a mountain taker, a, a city taker, a, a kingdom advancer. It, it talks about that in Luke 19. It says, I, I believe it's Luke 19, somewhere right around there. It says, He who has been faithful with five talents, make it ten. You know the, the, that passage? He'll be given five cities or ten cities, whichever it is. Well done, faith. You've been faithful a little. Now here's ten cities. Here's five cities. Guys, understanding how to multiply, take what God has given you. That's entrepreneurship. It's not making your own money. It's taking what God has given you. If you'd recognize everything you have as what God is, you'd stop just spending it and you'd start investing it because you realize God gave it to you and he expects return. He's a hard taskmaster. He expects you to return in a difficult place, that parable says. He expects you to harvest where you haven't sown. He expects you to understand how entrepreneurs think, marketers think, they don't live as victims to the circumstances. They're not waiting till the economy changes. They actually change the economy. They change their economy and they become the lender, not the borrower. Guys, they, 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 become, uh, uh, they become influencers and we ought to be catching that grace as prophets. You might not look fully like an entrepreneur. Guys, I'm a prophet. That's my main calling. But I've caught an entrepreneur grace underneath me and I want you to catch it too because there's such a breakthrough for it. There's such a breakthrough in it. And as soon as I begin to catch it, as soon as I, I, I learn to market, as soon as I begin to uh, uh, risk and, and to make offers and invite people into my world because I wanted people to catch what I was, I was, I was training people in our Emerging Profit program. I want to, like, shouldn't I market this? If, if, if this, prog this program that I have is all about healthy profits that can get heard, that can impact, that can go to every part of the world and bring the kingdom of God and make an impact and, and change their region, change their state, change their nation, change their you know, province, wherever. It's like bring the kingdom of God, change their church for the glory of God. Be a healthy, uh, a new covenant prophet so you can get heard. And as soon as I, I, I made my first offer, I made my first, uh, uh, I got my first breakthrough. It's like then I had a company, uh, 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 owner of a company of a couple hundred employees reach out to me, Keith, hey, I want you to help do some consulting to my company. We work in this, uh, we work in this communist country. We have several hundred employees. We want to bring the gospel there, but I need help with with in some inventions. I need to help to multiply my provision. And guys, God started just just connecting me. And the Lord said, because you caught entrepreneurship, I could give you the cities. I could give you other nations. And I take it or leave it, guys. But this is this is the the story that I'm sticking with. It's a biblical one. Get my book, Fivefold Entrepreneur, if you want to get more revelation on that. Hey, guys, and, uh, you know, tell someone about this podcast. I just started this new podcast over here. Get the word out that this is a great podcast. If, you're, if you've been impacted, share it. Sign up. Make sure you get the, you know, get, you're getting the regular sessions on whatever platform that you're, you're listening to this on. And, man, have an amazing day. Man, I'm just praying for you that you will, as your soul prospers, 3 John 2, your health and finances will prosper. Love you guys. Bless you. Hope to hear from you soon. Have an amazing day. Peace. If you've enjoyed this Emerging Profit podcast and you want to check out more resources from us, you can go to our website at emergingprofits.com or you can watch us weekly on Facebook in our free Facebook group, All Things Prophetic. We so hope you're enjoying everything that you're receiving. Have an absolutely amazing day. God bless you.